Oh, hey, it's you again. Welcome back to Getting It Out Podcast. Whether you're a frequent listener or even just a first timer, I want to thank you for clicking on the episode. I know there's a lot of options, a lot of podcasts to pick through and listen to. And this time you chose Getting It Out. If you like what you hear on this episode or maybe what you've heard in the past, I want to ask you to consider joining the gettingitout.net Patreon, where you'll get early ad-free access to interviews, sometimes weeks before they air. It only costs $2 a month, and hey, once you set it up, it's like making beef jerky in the 90s. You set it, and you forget it. You'll get email updates each time I post an episode exclusive to the Patreon. And though the cost is low for you, your support makes a huge impact on what I can continue to do with gettingitout.net and Getting It Out podcast. If you're interested, check the link in the show notes or head over to patreon.com slash gettingitoutpodcast. Thanks for hearing me out, and enjoy this episode of the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out Podcast. That was End Rain with House of Thieves. That song was recently featured as part of the Decibel Magazine Flexi series. It was part of the October issue featuring Ken Mode on the cover. You yourself can get yourself that back issue by going to store.decibelmagazine.com backslash collections backslash back dash issues. Pick up that issue and while you're there since you're ordering decibel issues online and since i know you don't have a subscription you might as well just sign up for a two-year deluxe subscription trust me you will have no buyer's remorse if you like all things extreme heavy music do it you'll you'll be thanking yourself later you can look through the translucent orange hue of your decibel flexies for the rest of your life change the color of any room you're in literally just make glasses out of them. I don't know. You can put them on your turntable. You can listen to them. You can read the magazine. There's so many things you can do with your deluxe decibel subscription. And I know you have no good argument against it. Now, you may have heard me play End Rain on a previous episode of Getting It Out podcast, but I want to remind you of who's in the band and what they got coming. They got a full-length album coming out on Relapse in the near future. Don't know the exact date on that. Keep your taters peeled. The band, of course, features Mike Score from All Out War on vocals, Dom from Pulling Teeth Integrity, every other band under the sun on guitar, Adam Jarvis, drummer of Pig Destroyer, Lock Up, Misery Index, every other band under the sun, Art from Bloodlet, Sebastian from Exhumed, and Noisem. The list is endless. Actually, it just ended, but you get the point. Awesome metallic hardcore metal, whatever you want to call it, it's great. That song, again, Den of Thieves, a decibel flexi exclusive. Go get that back issue. All right, what's happening on this episode of Getting It Out Podcast? I've got a little chat with a L.A. hardcore band called Law of Power. Their singer, Henry Ortiz, sat down for a conversation with me as we discuss their new EP out now on Flat Spot Records. So let's get into that. Check it! Make family out of friends! Make friends out of enemies! Peace to my family! Make friends till they bury me! All the places we've been! We're never sitting it out! We be getting it in! Where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been! We're never sitting it out! We be getting it in! Where you getting it out? Hey, this is episode 250, I suppose... That's some sort of milestone, but it's not one I'm going to celebrate other than this sentence. Way to go. Woohoo. Good job by me. But in all serious, so a little moment of reflection, I didn't think I'd be doing it this long. Five years-ish, 250 episodes. That's cool. Moving on. I went to see Smashing Pumpkins the other night. Let me rephrase. I went to see Smashing Pumpkins and Jane's Addiction the other night with my entire family and a couple of other people. The show was at the Wells Fargo Center. That's the place where the Sixers lose. And uh, it was on a Friday night. And just across the parking lot, the Philadelphia Phillies were playing in the NLCS. That means uh, the semifinals of baseball, if I got to put it to you in American Idol terms. I know that's likely the only type of competition you atrophied geeks can understand. But anyway... I don't know if it's because of the playoff game that was happening across the, across the way. I don't know if it's because, as we found out when we walked in, that Jane's Addiction wasn't playing. But uh, there wasn't that many people there for Smashing Pumpkins. Maybe that venue is a little too big for them at this point. I don't know. But they came out, they did their thing, and they were pretty good. They weren't as good as the last time I saw them, but they were pretty good. You know, um, We splurged for literally the last row tickets. I'm dead serious about that. Sat at the very top 
of Wells Fargo Center, and it was uh, kind of nice. I feel like I've sat all over this arena at this point, and uh, for this situation, I didn't mind one bit. I don't know that it would have changed much if I was sitting down low, and the seats seemed really comfortable up there. What's up with that? I don't know. But anyway, so I went to see that. So I just wanted to tell you that I do go to live shows every now and then, (laughs) and I will be going to some others in the near future, but that is the one that I most recently went to, and the Smashing Pumpkins were pretty good. That's the news, baby. That's all I got. The next day, the Sixers lost in that very same building to the lowly San Antonio Spurs. But the next day, the Philadelphia Phillies won the pennant, is what they call it, and are now going to play in the World Series against the Astros, I think. I don't know. Who knows what's going on in baseball? A couple people, I, I, I suppose, but not me. Uh, not entirely, at least. It's, although it's pretty easy to keep track of at this point. Also, the Philadelphia Eagles did not play because they have a bye week because they're 6-0, and which makes them the champions of the league and uh, likely the champions of the world by February. Which is pretty funny because there are no other real football leagues in the world. It is interesting, though, and important for Getting It Out podcast because episode two was me going to Philadelphia to watch the Eagles play in the Super Bowl, which, of course, they won on the power of Nick Foles. Episode three, I think, was just me talking about hanging out in Broad Street the night of the win. So I'm not going to do that again. I feel like it can never be topped. My dear friend Jay Money, who uh, you hear be mentioned in the intro each and every episode, was with me that night, and he has since passed. So I'm not doing that again. I'll gladly watch from my home. I don't realistically think that's actually going to happen this year, but it'd be great if it does. You know that that was a subject of conversation when I talked to the great Eric Rutan on a past episode of Getting It Out podcast. He, of course, from Hate Eternal, Cannibal Corpse, Ripping Corpse, Morbid Angel. You know the guy, producer extraordinaire, big-time Eagles fan. You'll have to go back and listen to that if you care. The debate was Nick Foles or Carson Wentz. There was no right answer. Anyway, unless you're local to Philadelphia, you definitely don't care about any of this stuff that I said right now. But I definitely don't care that you don't care. You see how that works? You're here to listen to a conversation between me and Henry Ortiz from Los Angeles hardcore band Law of Power. They have a new cassette out now and already sold out. Which I know because I just tried to buy one. But let's play a song from that EP, before we get to the interview, how about the title track, Born Into War? Here's Born Into War from Law of Power, from Born Into War on Flat Spot Records, then my conversation with vocalist Henry.
Well, let's talk about some law of power. Well, wait, no, let's, let's not let's not go right to law of power. Let's go to you, Henry. Where, <laughs> when, and why did you find hardcore? So previous to hardcore, um, I started going to punk shows in LA fucking when I was about 13 years old. Mm-hmm. And then uh, from then, you know, got into crust shit, fucking sh- got shaved in, became a skin. And then from there, that's when some at in high school, my buddy John handed me a Death Before Dishonor CD. Yeah. And uh, it was 2006. And I was like, yo, this is fucking sick. But to so me, 2006, head, like, is that uh, is that Friends Family Forever then? Yeah, or is Friends that Family Forever. Yeah. Yup. Okay. Yeah, it was Friends Family Forever. And I was just like, yo, this is just like some hard shit. I just thought it was punk. And then I realized it was, it was hardcore. You know, someone explained it to me and I'm like, ah, okay, this makes sense. I like this. Right. And then, you know, from, you know, from there, uh, started going to local hardcore shows, you know, metalcore is real big during that time. So, yeah. um, used to just go catch them. A lot of bands like, you know, Donnie Brooke, like it or not terror, more to pride. So right. a, lot, a lot of just the, the West coast, early two thousands bands were my shit. Yeah, no, those were, those were all, those were all good ones to me. Uh, especially I've always liked that Donnie Brooke piece by piece split. Um, of course, oh, yeah. terror. Of course, Terror, yep. you know, Lowest of the Low was like, I remember, I remember buying Lowest of the Low and, uh, you know, we're already into hardcore, but like, but finding Terror or when Terror came out at the time, it was like, there was nobody else doing that then, like straight up yeah. hard and fast, heavy yeah. hardcore. Yep, so, exactly. Uh, and still doing it. But uh, yeah, so I can see why that, why that drew you in. Um, when you mentioned like being 13 years old and going to punk shows, where, where is this all at? This is, is this all Los Angeles? Yeah, yeah, it's it's all around LA, dude. I mean, I'd, I'd fucking hop on the bus. Um, like, there was no phones and shit back then, so, like, I'd hop on the bus and literally look for other punks and yeah. just, like, hey, like, let's drink. You know, fucking, you know, where's the shows at tonight? And luckily, uh, the, t- the city I grew up in, Whittier, um, it's kind of in the middle of everything. Yeah, I mean, luckily, there was, like, a, there was a good, there was a uptown Whittier's, like, you know, at any given day, you just see, like, 10, 12 punks just hanging on the street corner drinking. So, right. you know, just started making friends from there. That's very cool. It's all, you know, I always ask people, well, I don't always ask people. A lot of times I ask people, I say, uh, how'd you get into this? It was through the metal side or the hardcore side, but I always forget there's the punk rock side, right? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, it, <laughs> it's like the forgotten, the forgotten entry point. Um, but yeah. for you, what was the, yeah, what a, were the bands been a, locally? There's been a lot of discourse on the internet lately about, uh, you know, <laughs> fucking, you know how how people got into it and whatnot. It's, it's been yeah. pretty funny. It is funny. It is funny, and especially funny um, to hear the younger people their experience now. Like going by what the bands you mentioned, you're a couple couple years after me, a few years after me. You know, whatever. Um, but but like when I talked to uh, who was it, um, Brianna from Buggin about how she yeah. got into it. You know, it's like a whole different. Or even or other people that you know their age. It's just interesting how they come in. They come through the internet, and it's yeah. not. It's just uh, it's fine, right? It's just yeah. it's like totally foreign, you know. That you yeah, can get yeah, in that yeah, way. exactly. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, everyone, you know, we're all here for the same reason, you know. Right. But it's just you know the past that led us here. Fucking you know, so many different backgrounds. Yeah, yeah. Well, so tell me then, when did you start? Um, when did you start actually playing in bands? Uh shit. When I was. 14 started my first band called chaotic threat yeah. it was uh yeah it was just like total street punk fucking you know anti-government oi oi mohawks <laughs> fucking 
Um, then I, uh, we started like a no effectsy type skate punk band a few years later called Total Bummer. Um, <laughs> yeah, then that was it. That was it. After that, you know, I didn't really fucking play much. I got just super into like partying kind of hard and you know <laughs> took that route. <laughs> You know, yeah. kind of just drifting around for a few years. That's what I always well, say. I always say there was a. I went on a massive detour. Like it, it, I think in the in the early to mid two thousands, I was way too into hardcore and just fucking partying. Like I, I yeah. like in hindsight, it was like I was so far in that I just didn't care or do anything else. And uh, that probably that probably set me back a couple of years, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Looking, th this is the first year of my life where I'm like, where I'm like, oh shit, okay, cool. Like I'm a functioning person, <laughs> right. so that it, it, it's pretty cool to see, you know. And I think like a lot of power and like my friends had a lot of fucking a uh, lot to do with that. So yeah. a lot of a lot of yeah. positivity, you know, in this in the scene that we have. <laughs> Well, there's a lot coming out of L.A. right now, at least the last few years, um, especially when uh, when shit started to pop off, when the pandemic was still going on. And then everybody saw the yeah. big shows in L.A. Like it became a it became a big thing. Like, oh, shit, L.A. hardcore. Not that. I mean, from my perspective, I don't know. I'm in Baltimore. I, I don't or not Baltimore. Sorry. It used to be in Baltimore. I'm in Pennsylvania. I don't. I don't know what's going on in the rest of the world, but it seemed like we were all just being naive and that LA had it going on. Cause you don't just have big shows that went all viral like that out of nowhere. Right. Yeah, yeah dude. I mean, so that, that was the biggest thing for me. Um, so, well, so let me take it back law power. I lived with Chris and uh, Mexi Mike from section eight. Okay. And you know, fucking dude, we were so goddamn pissed during the pandemic. Like <laughs> we couldn't do any of our favorite things. Everyone was being weird and didn't want to hang out. Yeah. You know, everyone's afraid of getting sick and, you know, which rightfully so, but it gets to a certain point of like, dude, like we're not normal people as it is. Like yeah. people like us, like aren't meant to be fucking caged. <laughs> and, uh, you know, at the same time, uh, that same, you know, right at the beginning of the pandemic, Alex, uh, who also plays guitar, moved to California. And we had been talking about, um, you know, playing music, you know, uh, in the past before that. So it kind of all just worked out like that. Mm -hmm. And that's when Law of Power came together, right? Yeah, that's when Law of Power yeah. came together, together, like total fucking quarantine band. And then, you know, um, Ryan, who's also in Section 8, Xavier, who's also in Section 8 up on Stone. <laughs> and then um, my good friend, Mara, who I actually grew up with. He was a, he, he's a Whittier kid. We went to fucking middle school and shit together. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it all just worked out perfectly. Like that big Dead City Punks and Alpha and Omega Section 8 show, you know, yeah. the one that was all over on the news, big, you know, underneath the freeway. After that, that's what fucking reignited L.A. hardcore punk, yeah. whatever the fuck. Like since then, it's crazy seeing a bunch of punk kids go to hardcore shows and seeing a bunch of hardcore kids going to punk shows now. It's right. like a big it's a big stew again, you know, which before the pandemic it was very segregated and it's right. been that way for years. But I think, you know, everyone was the same level of pissed off during the pandemic. So it's like, all right, fuck it. Like, you know, I guess, guess we could all hang out and, you know, have a good time together. That's interesting. I thought, I thought, I think like a lot of people that that was just the way it was there and we were just all get, getting in tune to it then. But no, that's, that's, that's cool. It, whatever it takes to, you know, bring it all back. Um, because yeah. that's the whole, that's what we all are. 
That's, yes, just, exactly. that's the lie we all tell ourselves about it, right? Like, <laughs> I, I've been in hardcore long enough, you've been in hardcore long enough, that we know that, I don't know that unity shit's really real, but uh, yeah, <laughs> but, at least, but it gets said a lot, you know, so uh, sometimes it's nice to see it actually happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> so Law of Power, when did... Uh, when, when you guys put out this demo, the demo with the hand with the gun, I think right away that that got in a lot of people's mind. That stuck out to everybody. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Al- Alex, uh, Alex had gotten the Law of Power tattooed, and yeah. then uh, he already had the the cool Carlson Gracie Bulldog, who we, we both right. train uh, at Carlson Gym. Shout out Carlson Whittier. Um, and so we're like, dude, you know what? Let's just fucking let's take a picture with the forty five, and fucking <laughs> you know run it like that. And uh, yeah, I mean that. Yeah, it uh, that image went everywhere, and I think it, it it did look you know a lot different from a lot of other releases that were out that year. Yeah, so. yeah. for sure. So that's so funny. So the, I assume that the uh, the tattoo existed before, with the tattoo was yeah. from the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's nice. That's dedication right there, right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, right. So you guys do that though, and that demo, um, I guess you call it a demo. I don't know, you tell me. Maybe it's an EP, but that goes that seems to go over pretty well. I hear people over here talking about it. Um, of course it's not that hard to find things these days on the internet, but it's easy to get lost in the shuffle because there is so much out there. Um, especially the way yeah. we all listen to stuff, you Spotify or whatever. But uh, but you seem to manage to know the right people. At least that's a huge thing, always in hardcore. We all know that. Yeah. Oh, know, yeah. Have the right people say the name, push it out there. And uh, eventually you end up uh, working with Flat Spot Records. How did that come about? Um, so Mike, Maxi Mike and Taylor, I think, had both. Taylor Young, shout out the Pit Recording Studio. Mm-hmm. He did both the EP, well, the demo and the new EP um you know they had both sent it over to ricky and chad and uh you know they they got in contact with us you know shortly after that when we said we're going to record these new songs yeah and that's it that's it so they they've been uh they've been a great springboard for hardcore bands for oh yeah dude going back to tui Um, and it was that was a lot of that was while i was living in, in baltimore so it's been cool to watch Che, when he was doing it by himself back then, you know, launch it and see the way it's it's built now and all the bands that yeah. are coming off it. And now it's become a, it's become one of those things where if a band's on flat spot, like you're going to check them out, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, yeah, they, they have a lot of good quality, dude. Like, you know, you know, them, uh, Days, Close Casket, you know, a lot of, a lot of the, the labels right now are fucking, you know, just booming. You hook up with them and you decide to record three songs. Is there? Did you already have these written, or was this something that you've been? Uh, uh yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, uh, we, we were already working on these. A few of them, actually, "Born in the War" is the first song we ever wrote. Oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah, we just record decided to not include it on the demo, which I think it was a smarter move. Um, but uh, yeah, no. So we actually recorded four songs, and uh, one of them. <laughs> It's not going to go on the the EP. It's going to be used for something else. Gotcha. Very soon. Yeah, there there was one that we wrote in studio, pretty much. Uh, but the other, aside from that, everything else was already written. Awesome. Well, that that seems like you guys have come along pretty quick then to have basically two EPs in two years, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you had to have some type of idea 
what direction you wanted to take this band when you guys started it. And it's obviously a heavy band, but for you guys, what was the what was the direct like influence? What was the intention when you started Law of Power? You said uh, we want it to be like this. So, I mean, we all uh, grew up in the not nice parts of town, you know. Right. And so, when I was like sixteen, I remember hearing Blood for Blood for the first time, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Yo, these guys are from the other side of the country." but they're singing about exactly the same fucking ghetto shit that I'm doing with, you know, back and fuck at Southeast Los Angeles, you know? So that was kind of my, and I felt like, all right, cool. Well, there's other people who fucking feel like me, you know, there's other fucking poor dudes, like fucking just trying to make it work. And so that was, that was my main thing with, you know, law of power is kind of just a glimpse into our reality. And I know like 90% of the suburbanites in hardcore will never relate. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's already very obvious, you know, but to the ones that it does relate to, you know, it's made for them. It's made for the fucking the kids who grew up poor, the kids who had to see fucking gang shit and violence, you know, right. just because, you know, it's just our reality and what we have to deal with. And it's, you know, it sucks. You know? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot of people have, like, you know, I read some comments like, oh, like, I don't know why they're glorifying this stuff. And it's like, it's not a glorification. It's fucking what we have to see and what we have to do. Yeah. Is that what you is that what you refer to when you say uh, that it's been already obvious that it's not resonating with some people? Is it is the Internet? Basically? Yeah. yeah. And, and again, it's like I, I didn't expect everyone to get it. You know, it, it's right. made for the kids who it's made for the kids who fucking, you know, have something to relate to. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah that's i mean it's not, not not everything's for everybody usually though like all right i grew up in the suburbs but i loved blood for blood you know what i mean like yeah to the people you know who fucking respect it and shit it's like it's like cool like it's made for you too but i just know there's always going to be some you know some kids who just never get it and that's okay with me well i think especially now it's different uh you know now it's now everybody's on their fucking uh everybody's on their little soapbox and they want to yeah. they want to correct people and and uh, you know be right all the time where yeah, it used yeah. to be yeah you know you could say a lot of different things twenty years ago and I'm not saying that, that that was right right I'm not saying that that was better by any means but I'm just saying it was the what when you and I were doing that back then and people before us even more so uh, it was uh, more things went and now- oh yeah I mean I mean dude I mean even like you know fucking punk shows back in the back in the day i mean 90 percent of these hardcore kids nowadays fucking they wouldn't last 10 minutes in there without crying 
<laughs> crying or getting stabbed or something like yeah yeah you know it's fucking you know it was a, it was a little more and it's crazy like i sound like such a fucking old head now i'm just like yeah it was dangerous back then <laughs> you know i know and you hate you hate to you hate to end up sounding like that right you hate to yeah exactly to be I those people the and then I'm you like, eventually are yeah exactly dude <laughs> yeah well um so when you when you did start playing shows with law of power you guys you guys all you have a lot of connections you have a lot of band members in in other in other bands was it immediately did you see like this is you got something here oh yeah dude i mean the first show we played uh the section section hate i'm not sure if it was the welcome to the nightmare release show but i'm pretty sure it was but it was like section hate criminal instinct constrict um uh, fuck i can't think of who else was on there but uh that was our first show and dude it went off and i was like yeah. yo like you know we had just released we had just released the demo maybe like two months prior mm-hmm. and you know people already knew the words fucking stage diving i'm like yo this is crazy like i never expected that <laughs> So that that was cool to me, and after that, I was like, "All right, cool, I'm all in." Like, let's fucking yeah, that's go. That's great. That's that's gotta that's gotta be a big time encouraging. Especially, I don't know. I mean, you you mentioned playing in uh, in other bands before. Have any of your other previous bands popped off at all? No, no, dude. I mean, we just played fucking L.A. backyards and shit. You right. know, like you know, and the kids would move to anything back then, just as <laughs> you know, it's just backyard shows. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's got to be pretty exciting to already have what I would consider hardcore band success with what you've done with Law of Power so far. Just maybe it's e- I, I don't want to say it's easier. Maybe it's easier now, like to get people to hear it across the country, like to get me in Pennsylvania to hear Law of Power is a lot easier now. I guess not now. It's it's, it's not new anymore to have that access to, to music, but um, to put out one demo an EP get to one of the best record labels that you got out there. And then I'm sure um, you've played and have more great shows already lined up. Um, I don't know. It just seems like you're moving pretty quick with law of power. Do you think that this band is going to last for a long time? Or do you Um, think you're going to kind of burn out real fast? No, you know, you know what I think. So my whole thing and like, you know, I told some of the members when we first started is like, yo, I just want to have fun. Yeah. You know, I want to have fun and just use this as like my fucking, you know, my fuck, my, like my outlet, you know, like outside of, outside of work and everything else, you know, we do. It's, uh, I just, I just want to, I want to play shows and have a good time. I'm not, not going to take it too serious. Like, yeah, right. you know, our lyrical content is very serious, but I don't want to, you know, I don't, yell at the members if they fuck up or whatever to me it's fucking <laughs> punk rock dude you know it's I just, i'm here to have a good time and you know play music for fucking kids and watch them beat the shit out of each other <laughs> that's good and you know what um that reminds me and also because i just realized so i'm seeing myself that i'm wearing the only old band shirt my old band did and that oh, was okay. my big that was my biggest issue this is what we're, that was what reminded me that was my biggest issue when i was in a band is that i didn't have any fun because all the other because we had one guitar player that just took it way too seriously and he was constantly bitching about everybody you know like no uh, not, you're not doing your parts right and yeah exactly, there's nothing worse dude. you know there's nothing worse when yeah. you just want to you're not going anywhere he's just, just playing in a hardcore band yeah yeah exactly exactly i mean they, yeah no, that's my thought it's like dude it's punk i get to hang out with my friends and practice and you know i'll get to play shows and travel with my friends what what fucking more could i ask for you yeah. know than that 
that that's that's that means everything to me. Correct me if I'm wrong. Would you guys have three guitar players? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seems a bit excessive for the style of music. It, it, it is how excessive. Is that but but I I look at Law of Power as more of a gang than a band. Gotcha. <laughs> so, so the more the more uh, the more dudes, the merrier. There you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I like funny. the stage to look nice, nice and full. Nice and packed. Yeah. Yeah. That's, exactly. that's awesome. Um, you guys put out a video for uh, I forget what song you put it out for. I don't have it in front of me anymore. Uh, it's for uh, Born into War. Yeah. How how did that go over? Because from what I saw, it seemed pretty well. But how's the, how's that going over so far? Oh, dude. I mean, that shit. It blew up. Yeah. I did not. I did not expect that many views or like that many people to share it. Um, as fast as it did. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, the way it came out was fucking the way it all got put together um, was very insane. Uh, we didn't, I don't know if you watched it, but like we, we were on top of the high rise building. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we did not have permission <laughs> to be up there. Uh, we did not have, you know, permits to drone fly. It was very, uh, you know, it, it came together well yeah so no, that's cool i didn't even think about that i don't even think about the, those types of things that you would need permission but i guess you probably do huh oh yeah well you're probably supposed to i guess yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah no, i mean it, it was fun and like you know i had a good time i just kind of wanted to give people a glimpse into fucking la you know yeah. we went to like you know a lot of historic parts uh, parts of la you know they have a uh, it's kind of like a swap meet they call it uh, los calijones or uh the Santee alleys and, uh, you know, they just sell all kinds of random shit, knock off Nikes, mm-hmm. you know, just like, it's where you find all your bootleg stuff. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, like, a, a good portion of it's filmed there. And then, you know, the, the L.A. Riverbed, um, you know, we're just fucking driving around with guns and just having a good time, <laughs> make, making fun out of it. That's awesome. I've, I've never been out there, um, but the L.A. River is, is I mean, is uh, so, so somewhere, someone who's never been out there, it is just concrete, right? Yeah, just concrete. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking it's fucking disgusting. Yeah. Like, yeah. You want to go see a dead body? Go go drive around <laughs> or walk around the LA River. Sucks. You, you run into one. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> well uh it's only been a it's only been a, a about two years since you've been doing this, but so far, what's been the best experience about being in law power? Um, I mean, dude, honestly. Uh, so as for me personally, it's just like hanging out with my fucking friends, man, like, right. you know, be able to create, create something with them and collaborate. You know, it's something that like no one could ever take away from me or from us. And mm-hmm. like, it's always going to be there now. Yeah. But, um, you know, aside from that, like, dude, just just traveling to play. We went up to Oakland recently. Um, you know, we went out to Boston and New Hampshire for the first time, which is fucking amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to our boys, Pain of Truth, Risk and Buried Dreams um all fucking all great dudes from out there and uh you know hoping to go back to the east coast as soon as possible yeah what are your realistic expectations of what law of power can do because it seems like you're all working guys you all got shit you got to do at home so what what do you think you can actually how big can you go with this i mean you know i i do i get a lot of like off time from work and stuff so you know uh just the the occasional weekenders and Mm -hmm. you know fests and whatnot you know, at least for now, but, it, you know, if it really picks up and, you know, something can happen, you know, there's always other jobs out there. That's, that's right. You only get the chance to do something fun like this yeah, exactly. usually once, right? You yeah. Know? 
Yeah, um, you know, it, and it's pretty easy, like, getting filling members. You know, if not everyone can do it, you know, it's, it's the good part about fucking having a lot of friends who play music. Yeah, you know, you can yeah. always just get, grab someone else from, from the town you're going to <laughs> and whatnot. It seems to me that L.A. Hardcore is starting to get the respect has probably been deserved for a long time with all, with all the shows that were happening before with all the bands that were happening. Now people were talking, but I it was sound of fury. Was that in LA? I don't even know. Was that, yeah. 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 It yeah. was. It, so it was like, right it's, so it's constant attention on LA. Does this seem like it's been a long time coming for you guys? Yeah. I mean, you know, for a while it was kind of very, it, it was alive, but it was a little stagnant. Right. And now, I mean, it's just boom, 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 boom. Everyone's coming out as a fucking, you know, as a banger, banger, what like fucking hitter band, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's there's been so many, so many bands and like, and again, like with the whole punk crowd, like coming to hardcore shows and shit now too, it's like, you know, every show almost sells out, you know, nice. even, yeah. you know, even during the week, um, you know, you go to a show and there's, you know, it's pretty fucking packed. Well, I got, I, I like asking this question. <laughs> Because everybody has a different answer, I think I know which way you're going to go. But how do you, <laughs> how do you feel when you play Law of Power, which is as heavy as it is, and the crowd starts uh, beating the shit out of each other? How does that make you? What does that do for you? Is that oh, always yeah, good, yeah. or or is there, or as you're getting older, are there other thoughts? Oh no, nah, dude. Because you know, I I watch certain bands and I still beat the shit out of people. <laughs> uh, like no matter how old I get, that's always going to be something. You know, I feel like I get fucking possessed. But no, dude, like watching kids fucking watching the mosh styles change and watching kids, you know, just fucking do their thing. I mean, it's it's always been a part of it and it always will be a part of it. And that's something that drew me to it. You know, yeah. that that's what excited me about it. And, uh, you know, I love it. I love it. If I could hear meat cracking and skulls fucking, <laughs> you know, blood gushing and whatnot, that then, you know, our job is done. What about stage moshing stage moshing still a thing is there room for a for your size band for a stage mosher up there uh you know i i don't i don't think so i think they'd end up fucking you know getting getting kicked off really really fast yeah yeah i don't think we've ever experienced that yet but you know well, we'll i don't see. i don't know if that's still i don't even know if that's still a thing that the yeah the, I mean, you see kids doing it occasionally you know that was, our that was a thing, that was the first pandemic was stage moshing and that went away. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, like I, I'm a huge fan of like fucking pile on sing alongs, you yeah. know, like especially, you know, like during We Are the Hounds, like fucking seeing kids just flip over me, grabbing the mic and shit. Like, right. You know, that shit, that shit gets me high. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. The EP, is it cassette only, cassette and digital? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cassette and digital only. And it comes out, is it this month or this week or next week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. October 14th, full thing comes out. October 14th, so it's next week. Um, yeah, so I'm fucking real excited about that. What are you most looking forward to about the release of these songs and that EP? I, I'm curious to see how it res resonates with people. L lyrical content-wise, um, I just kind of want to see how people respond to it. Uh, it's a lo lot more... A lot more darker content on this one. Very, uh, uh, I was listening to like a lot of Hundred Demons in Eyes mm. of the Lord during this. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Me and, me and Bruce. It's about uh, as dark as it gets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we have very similar uh, chemical dependencies. <laughs> so, you know. I so, figured with the name of the first song, you know. Yeah. 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 Exactly. 
yeah, I'm just kind of curious to see see how that resonates with people. But I mean, aside from that, I'm just you know I'm excited to see um, you know more people singing along at shows and fucking going ape shit. Any shows to celebrate? Any record release shows or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, we're doing our record release on November 26th. Um, we got the bands lined up, and it's going to be fucking crazy. Still we a secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, uh, it's going to be a good secret. But I mean, awesome. it's going to be real worth it dude just some I have to imagine LA, LA. LA legends gotcha gotcha and it's gonna be at uh the midnight hour in uh San Fernando Valley I have no idea where that is but I'm sure yeah I'm sure it's a great location <laughs> yeah oh yeah so great <laughs> you mentioned you're curious how people how it's gonna resonate with people what do you want to resonate with people what do you want people that listen to law of power to take away from it Hmm. So, okay. So like, you know, the first song, $80 devil, it's about fucking basically heroin and cocaine. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I guess people could read it and think that I'm again, glorifying it, but I, it fucking ruined my life. And I want people, you know, maybe it could shy someone away from not doing it, you know, or for fucking right. changing it And like, in no, in no way am I straight edge. But, you know, it, it's not a good thing or a good life to live. Yeah. You know, and so so I think I think that, you know, if, you know, maybe it could help someone to, you know, realize like shit, like, you know, this is kind of fucked up. Yeah. You know, and on top of that, you know, even born into war, just again, give, you know, giving people outsiders, you know, a look into L.A., but also to the people who live here, you know, um, making them feel like they're not alone, like. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Like these guys had to grow up like this too. You know, I'm not the only one. Right. Well, that's interesting. You go, you go back to that, and it's, and it's, it seems like it's worth it to have all those people that get it wrong. If you can get the people that the, that small group of people who will understand, who it will resonate with, right? Exactly. Exactly. And because, like, like again, with me as a kid, like I never. I like I'm I don't put play instruments or anything. I always focused on lyrical content. So if I could relate mm-hmm. to the band or they said something that really spoke to me, that was all I was like, okay, I'm all in. Yeah. You know. And so, you know, I'd like to I'd like to do that for someone else as well. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a that's a great answer. And I think the interesting thing about a band like Law of Power is that a lot of people will only go surface level with a with a heavy hardcore band that's the i think that's one of the drawbacks of heavy hardcore is that people go yeah. really surface level with it and they just say oh it's heavy heavy it's you know there's mosh parts what so there's nothing there's no substance to it and to yeah. your point i think that there really can be if people just you know simply simply take it for take it in context you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah exactly yeah. i enjoyed what i heard so far uh, the the demo and the three songs in the EP. Oh, uh, we we also got the for the children fest. The toy. Okay, drive, tell me about it. Yeah, uh, December I think fucking fourteenth and fifteenth or something like that. Okay. Uh, check it out on the SOS booking page. But uh, yeah, it's a toy drive that happens every year in LA. But lots of lots of good bands will be playing this year. Yeah, typically stack lineups. If I know about them, if I know about a show yeah. out here, it's gonna be you know in the, for the last few years you guys have put those on. That's, yeah, yeah, like their uh, internal affairs coming back this year. I was on the first announcement. Yeah. Fucking a man, my, my mind is blown. <laughs> but that's yeah, awesome. it's nice to man. Uh, that's uh, you know, that's about all I got. You're mine, and we belong. 
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Henry. The song you just heard was $80 Devil. Of course, that's off of Born Into War, the digital EP, available now through Flat Spot Records. If you're lucky enough, you might be able to find a cassette in the wild, but I doubt it. They seem to have all been scooped up. But I want to thank Henry again for taking the time to talk to me. I always appreciate unabashedly heavy hardcore that somehow avoids being the despicable genre of beatdown. Kudos to Flat Spot Records for bringing them to everybody worldwide, as they've done now with so many great hardcore bands. The next episode will feature another great Flat Spot Records hardcore band, Jive Bomb. We'll be talking to Kat from Jive Bomb on the next episode, due out very soon. How soon? We'll see. But if I can keep my three-a-week pace, I will. I gotta be honest, I'm starting to lose steam, though. I got a couple more in the tank. Dave Brenner of Grid Failure. John Bush of Armored Saint, formerly of Anthrax, and one that I'd consider a big one, still yet to be announced. But a quick tease, it is more Baltimore hardcore. I think that's enough for this one though, so let's wrap it up. Before we do so, I want to encourage you to go to gettingitout.net, get all your extreme music, news, and information, check out the artist pages, check out every band you hear on this podcast, they are all set up there. Go up to the top right corner, click the magnifying glass and just type in a name see what comes up they're all linked to articles and artist pages uh, that i've put a quite a bit amount of time into so uh yeah make it fulfilling for me and go click around on that website let me know if you're running any problems too that'd be good to know also like to throw it out there every now and then if you're interested in writing reviews or uh, helping out with the site in any type of way just let me know it's mostly a one-man job but a little bit of help from some friends who do a great job. But I'm always looking for more hands to put uh, irons in the fire, so to speak. Uh, some analogies that people like to use when talking about work. But anyway, let's end this with a band who does have a page on the website and who I may have played before on Getting It Out podcast, but I don't think so. This is Oakland's Doomsday. The song was premiered last week by No Echo. It's called Attaining Heaven by Force. It's off of their new EP, Depictions of Chaos. It's coming out on Creator Destructor Records. 
and that will be out officially on November 18th. Until then, check out the track Attaining Heaven by Force from Doomsday right now. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.